This is a Kitty Pod production. From Television City in Hollywood. Hey, man! I'm your pre-owned. I don't fool with no horses, boy. He's a habitual line stepper. Any savage at all, your mustache is crooked. Come on, man. What the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Oh my good, goodness gracious! Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. I demand the hour, the man of the power, too sweet to be sour. Plausibly live, but recorded in parts. From the rolling hills of Saratoga County, New York, it's the one, the only, Keep It To Yourself podcast. And now, here's your host, Jason Bullock. I have no idea who he is. But he was dug and dug. All right, that's enough, Morgan. And you, my friends, and you are my friends, are quite welcome the latest installment of the keep it to yourself podcast and by installment i mean episode number 125 in the series i'm recording this the first week of june 2021 and otis the wonder dog also sends his regards i don't know if you can hear him in the background and this episode we're going to recap my memorial day weekend such as it was and you'll find out why shortly and we're just gonna have a whole mishmash of topics i'm also going to discuss my summer plans as well a lot of exciting stuff happened to me. But before we get to all that, let's get to my social media. The Twitter account for this podcast is at keep underscore podcast. There's also the Keep It To Yourself Facebook page. And the world's loneliest email, back to that now, is at K-I-T-Y-P-O-D, kittypod at gmail.com. So send your correspondences that way. As I begin most every episode, you're probably wondering what has happened in the life of one J. Michael Bullitt since last he spoke and you listened. Good question. Memorial Day weekend came and gone, shitty weather and all. It was just miserable out there, to be honest with you. I don't know what was more miserable, the Yankees that weekend or the weather. I really don't know which was the more dreadful of the two. So obviously I couldn't go outside. It was pretty shitty out. It was unseasonably cool for this time of year. I mean, 50 degrees, Memorial Day weekend, upstate New York, end of May, beginning of June. Unheard of. My friend Dave did go on with his Memorial Day cookout, but it wasn't really a cookout in every sense of the word. You know, I think about warm weather, sunny skies, everybody having themselves a high old time. Not even Cards Against Humanity. We didn't even play that. One of my friends brought the case with her. I was happy to see that again, but it didn't get busted out. Now, they were going to go outside and cook the grill, but then before they started getting the food on there and cooking away, they came back and we found out that both the tanks on their grill weren't working. This is a propane grill, obviously, gas grill. They don't have any charcoal like what we have at the house. We have both a gas and a charcoal grill. But back to the lecture at hand, it was decided they're going to cook the food on the stove. came out pretty good, to be honest with you. Not the same as cooking it on a grill, a marked difference in that regard. Grilled chicken, hot dogs were on order. I brought some homemade fudge brownies. Okay, I bought something at a local Walmart. Hashtag not a sponsor. And it turned out to be the real hit of the picnic. Let me tell you, 
This is like four years ago, the first Memorial Day without mom. My sister stepped in and she decided to make fudge for the picnic I was going to go to that Sunday. And that wound up being a big hit as well. They were gone before we had a chance to dig into the main course. So there you have it right there. No cars getting too many, just a lot of talking upstairs. I left about, uh, I think it was 8 o'clock, 8.15, somewhere around there. And that was it. But the real highlight came on Memorial Day. Yours truly capped off the holiday weekend with one of the biggest purchases any person can make in his life. And Rod Roddy, could you come down from the heavens and tell us what it was? Yes, friends, your humble host has got himself a new set of wheels, a red 2022 Honda Kona. Went down to the dealership in Schenectady. I tried out a whole bunch of cars, and the Kona wound up being the one I love the best. Just edge the Kia Seltos. Go have a Korean car in the family here. Along with two Hondas as well. Three different shades of the cars. But let's talk about my set of wheels. Got me quite the whip, ladies and gentlemen. All the bells and whistles that come with modern cars, touchscreen, Apple CarPlay. If I have an iPhone, I'm recording this on an iPhone right now. Got the lane assist technology, keep you from drifting off the road. Technology to avoid blind spots, you're changing lanes. You don't want to sideswipe another car like you're in a NASCAR race, trading paint. There's like a lane assist parking. I think I haven't tried to parallel park on a city street yet. So we'll see if that happens. You, know, you can just take your Hands off the wheel, let the technology do the rest. There's also something that will help you stop the car so you don't rear-end another one. You don't give rather than receive. I've been on that front before. Several years back, but you don't want to hear that. It's overall a nice car. Handles very well. It's one of the best cars I've ever had. At least it'll go down as that. I'll miss having a Kia Soul, but I'm having new adventures. I'm looking forward to that in a 2022 Honda Icona. All right, after all that, we now go to JC Sports Corner. You're hearing the music for it right now. A little bit of that. If you're not interested in sports, go ahead and please skip over this segment. Gonna fanboy out a little bit about news and sports world. Well, 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 well. What a difference a week or two, or however long it is, makes. Back in episode 123, sometime before the holiday weekend. I was throwing over Corey Kluber's no-header with the New York Yankees. His next trip to the mound, he up and lays an egg. Goes about three innings. He doesn't last very long. Turns out he's got himself some shoulder trouble, and he's going to be out for a while. This started a Memorial Day weekend Yankees tailspin that has seen them drop in the American League East right about mid-table, as they'd say in England, if you're dealing with the Premier League. Talk a little footy later on. Just a little spoiler alert there. And the Yankees have been struggling. They faced Detroit at home. Or actually, they were on the road in Motown over the first two-thirds of the holiday weekend. Or three-quarters, if you will, if you count Friday, like I did. I took that day off. And it was just pathetic. Five runs over three-game series. Five runs, Jerry. Total. Not in one game. Over the whole blankety-blank series. When I, was at, when I was with my dad to take purchase of my new car at this dealership on Monday... The guy who was taking care of all the paperwork, making me sign my life away to buy this car, or make pay for it, I'll eventually will down the road. But back to the lecture at hand, he was wearing a Yankees face mask, or actually a mask you put over your mouth and everything, and 
he was of the opinion that the Steinbrenners didn't have the balls they had in past years. Their father, the late great George M. Steinbrenner III, he knew when things were getting rough in the Bronx, he was going to take bold action, including hiring, firing, and rehiring and refiring Billy Martin all those years. This group of Steinbrenners seemed to be less hands-on than Papa, and he'd be rolling over his grave to see how far the Yankees have fallen. I may be exaggerating a bit, but there you go right there. So not a good weekend for your boy in the baseball department. And of course, there was some soccer going on. I watched a little bit of the UEFA Champions League finals. Kind of a snooze fest, as soccer matches do tend to be. Don't get me wrong. I'm not being the ugly American here. Chelsea with a 1-0 win over Manchester City in what may have well been an English Premier League match, if only there wasn't the UEFA Champions League title on the line. Christian Pulisic becomes the first American player to win the UEFA Champions League, and they prevent a double for Man City. They won the Premier League earlier on this year. I've also been watching little bits of the NHL playoffs, little bits of the NBA playoffs. And it's in the NBA, I want to start talking about this little topic, and that is fan behavior or the lack thereof at games. Now, as you may or may not be aware, this season, sure as it was, began just before Christmas of last year, where most teams were playing in front of empty arenas. Nobody in the stands or in some cases, Florida, there were limited capacity, very limited. Not too many people in there, but as people got vaccinated and positivity rates started declining, there were some promising signs. Fans started being allowed back into stadiums as we got towards the end of the regular season, and now here we are in the second round of the playoffs. There have been many incidents during this first round of fans uh, not acting civil towards players. The paying customers getting all in an uproar. It's like they spent all this pent-up energy the last year plus, and they just had to let it out. That's not really one way you want to do it. One instance, Russell Westbrook, who's this player on the Brooklyn Nets, was tossed out of a ball game, and the fan got tossed himself because he dumped like a bucket or a box of popcorn on him. Kyrie Irving, also of the Brooklyn Nets. I think Russell Westbrook played for another team, but anyway... Brooklyn Nets forward Kyrie Irving, who I had my fantasy team this past season, he got some water dumped on him in their series against the Boston Celtics. Fans have been getting banned, getting, uh, you know, the heave-ho said, you ain't coming back in here again. Not no, but hell no. It's like I've listened to the Sklar Brothers recently. It's like coming out of this pandemic, we've forgotten how to act, how to, you know, behave, to have a functioning society. Kind of a bigger issue here, but there you go. Speaking of issues in sports, I'm not a big tennis person. My sister played tennis in high school, so whenever I wanted to watch TV, I had to suffer through Wimbledon in the summertime because she was a tennis player in high school and later went through college. That's where she met the person who later became my brother-in-law. But back to the lecture at hand, there's this tennis player named Naomi Osaka from Japan. She's one of the top rising young stars in the sport. And just recently at the French Open over in, where else, France at Roland Garros, she had won her first round match, and the controversy started when she decided that she wasn't going to take part in the press conference, go in front of the reporters, and, you know, they're going to ask her questions about the match she had. And uh, she said, I really don't want to do it. Now, at her young age, Naomi Osaka has had battles with mental health, you know, depression and all that, and these press conferences were making her nervous. Well, once Wynn got put out there, for lack of a better term, I apologize for that, 
Anyway, once wind got out of this news, or news got out of this wind, or get me out of this cul-de-sac, please. Once the news broke, was what I'm trying to say, the French Open says, you better do these little commitments to the press or else we're going to boot you out of the tournament. Well, Naomi Osaka said, you know what? I'm just going to withdraw from the tournament. You guys can go kick rocks as far as I can make out. The tennis world was a buzz. Billie Jean King originally decided to blast Osaka, but she later walked it back. Martina Navratilova supported her, and I support her too. If you care about mental health like I do, as should we all, you're going to support Naomi Osaka as well. Her decision to get out of the tournament and have everybody get in there and, you know, support the mental health. This really shined a light on all the pressures that top-level athletes like Osaka, and you can name any one of the world's top athletes in any sport, like tennis or football slash soccer, you know, basketball, you know, name any big sport around the world. And these athletes get paid ungodly millions through endorsements, contracts, and whatnot. But there's a lot of pressure that goes with the money, to which that is given a lot much is asked for. So Naomi Osaka, if you're listening to this, and I highly doubt you are, you do you as that well-worn cliche goes. Be an advocate for mental health. Now more than ever, we need those that we admire to be more than themselves. I have no idea what I mean by that, but there you go. And that, in a rather confusing way, ends this segment of Jason Sports Corner, or this edition thereof. Strike out that which does not apply, which may be all of it. Well, folks, I had to manage my expectations when it came to a new car. I'm very happy with the one I got, thank you. But this episode, I'm dipping back into my Life with Autism series, unofficially titled. And I decided to take a rather unique subject and do a bit of a deep dive and give you my experiences with it. It's managing expectations with life and your daily routine in there while you're on the spectrum. And I got the notes from this website called AutisticEmpath.com. Well, it's more of a blog, really, but... You know, beggars can't be choosers. You get it. Well, first off, those of us on the spectrum, me included, really make a big deal about expectations when it comes to our daily life. We know for a fact that life does not move in a straight line. There's the twists and turns that come with your daily routine, like getting in a traffic jam when you're on your way into work, which really hasn't happened to me since the pandemic. I've been back now for about a year, but that's all by the by. Or going into a supermarket and you're trying to find that one item to complete your shopping list and you can't see it or somebody asks you to get it for them and they're not on the shelf. They're all sold out. Boy, did we have that feeling early on the pandemic last year, didn't we? More often than not, when it comes to our expectations are met or not met in this case, disappointment reigns supreme more often than not. Even the lowest expectations. You're like, well... At least I can find this, 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 blah, 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 go on down the line. Just try and pare things down. And when even your lowest of the low expectations that you set for yourself are not met, it can be crushing to the point of depression. And of course, for the more severe cases, I'm not making a generalization here. This is just my opinion. Meltdowns can often occur when deviations from the plot of life, or at least how we think things are going to go, often happen. I take an analogy of a sitcom. You name anyone you want. Well, situation comedy like, I don't know, Everybody Loves Raymond or Seinfeld or anything of that nature. Characters just going around, living life, and all of a sudden, he's met with a situation, he gets met, he gets fucked around by it, how he deals with it, 
That's what sitcoms are about. When things don't go according to the script, capital S in air quotes, it's get entertainment out of seeing how this person or group of people have to play the hand with which they're dealt. An easier example from this website or blog or wherever this was, I got it, was say you go into McDonald's and you want a milkshake. And you're really craving this milkshake. Like, oh, I can't wait to have this milkshake. It's really going to cap the day. It's going to make this one to remember for all time. And then when you get there, you find out the machine's broken. And you're like, oh, dang it. Oh, I was so craving a milkshake. So what do you do? Probably go somewhere else, I guess. Where else is milkshake? Ice cream stand or Dairy Queen. Not a sponsor. McDonald's likewise not a sponsor. So there you go right there. You just you just don't throw yourself a tantrum getting a meltdown. You want people like, okay, I guess we'll go somewhere else then. Or maybe just go without the milkshake. I got to tell you the little story here. I got a little upset. This was consumer complaint. I took that, what would have resulted in a meltdown, but I turned it into a positive result. When I was working at my previous place many, many moons ago, I went into this McDonald's near my workplace and I said I was going to get me a chicken Caesar salad. The person working the counter said, well, we don't have the dressing. So we decided, all right, well, I'll just get something else then. Well, actually, it's so long ago, I forgot what it was now. So I wound up getting a Caesar salad without Caesar dressing. And I was a little cheesed off by it. Could I have just thrown a meltdown and made a scene? Hell no, I did. I wrote a complaint letter to the franchisee of that particular McDonald's and said, all right, we've heard your complaint. You're going to get a coupon for a free extra value meal on us. So it was good right there. Now, that's an easy example. A bit more on the complex side, I got to go back to my personal life in just almost two years ago. First Saturday of August 2019, before I left for the Cape, I went to Franklin Alley Social Club and I personally organized one-man deal, a Summer of Littles meetup at Franklin Alley Social Club. Shout out Frank and Heidi Sicari. Well, I was expecting a whole bunch of the littles to show up, but then again, I found out 5 o'clock was opening time for FASC, and this other person showed up, and we had a bit of a conversation, but it wasn't really to my liking, so I wound up calling it early. Here's hoping I don't meet the same fate when we go to the track on the 7th of August. So, it was a bit more complex. I was, I didn't have a meltdown, but I just brooded for a little bit. I didn't completely uh, go off my head on that whole deal, on alcohol or on... Or having a meltdown. Even when I record this podcast, I know I'm in control because every time I mess up or I stumble over a word or I leave too long of a breath, I can just edit it out and post if the saying goes. Or just record that segment over again from where I started to talk. So all I'm trying to say is managing your expectations in the autism community leads to reduced levels of stress. And not to turn this into the slippery slope, which it really isn't, the reduction in stress leads to a better ability to cope with the environment and the situation in front of you, and that ultimately leads to a decrease in meltdowns and thus an increase in comfort and your ability to successfully cope with the situation or enjoy yourself in public or anything of that nature. I thought of another easier example, which kind of ties into the origins of this podcast 
There are times, as it happens to all families, where a beloved family member goes into the hospital, and when you first get the news, there's a lot of uncertainty. Like, are they going to pull through? How long are they going to be in for? Am I going to be able to come visit them? When's a good time? How many people will be in that room? What are the visiting hours? One way, you know, one thing or another like that. Sorry for the stumble. It always made me nervous when, you know, like mom's in the hospital, dad's in the hospital, rare instances, my sister's in the hospital. And you're just wondering if they're going to pull through. And more often than not, except in mom's case, it was good news all around. So I was able to manage the expectations, take things as they come, handle things on the home front. When it was, either it was just me or we were a person down, I was going to have to take on more of the workload around the house than usual. So that's another easy example right there. Let me know how you manage expectations on the spectrum. Email the show at the world's loneliest email, kitypod at gmail.com. Or use the Keep It To Yourself Facebook page. Do it that way. Before we get to the end of this episode, as always, we got to shout out some podcasts here. First up, greetings from Allentown. Peter Winston did a two-parter on the first ever Saturday Night's main event on NBC as it aired on May 11th, 1985. It was the first time professional wrestling returned to network television since the 1950s. And GFA Live, Peter Winston and Keith Langston did a live watch of the Hulk Hogan vehicle Suburban Commando. A vehicle which had never gotten on the road in the first place. hey The Little Littles podcast want to say congratulations to Chuck and Roxy. The two hosts of that podcast are now officially a married couple, so we bid them la cheeserie and a long, happy, and fruitful life together. And this coming from somebody who was a guest on that podcast. The Break It Down show returned to audio format and people's ear holes of those who listen. After a one-week absence, some great guests came on there. I don't recall any of them at the moment, but you can also watch their YouTube channel. They had a great episode drop recently with police guitarist Andy Summers. So that's worth a listen. Or I saw a clip of it. It might be coming out sometime soon. As for the sportscasters, Steve Bennett took a week off both of his podcasts, the sportscasters and the 24-inch podcast about Hulk Hogan. But I do want to make mention of this great article on Sports Illustrated's website, SI.com. John Wertheim, who has been a guest on the podcast, wrote a great article about Steve Bennett. I will post the article in the show notes. It's already up on the Kitty Pod Facebook page. Go have a read and give Steve Bennett all the dap, tell him I sent you his way. You can follow Steve on Twitter at sports underscore casters and on Instagram at sportscasters. I think there's a Facebook page too, I'm not sure, but don't even bother with that. Get on the social medias and give Steve your best and tell him I sent him your way, as I said earlier. All right, in true Frank Colombo fashion, we've reached the point of the episode where I, it's called One More Thing. It's where I give commentary on what's been going on in the news, what's been going on in my life that didn't make the main episode was too important to leave for the beginning, the vanity portion, if you will. My beloved hometown of Saratoga Springs, New York, decided to get in the spirit of celebrating Pride Month, which it is this month, the month of June, of course, where in America and all the corporations therein decided to adorn everything with rainbows to show their solidarity with the LGBT community. I am an ally of such, by the way. It had come out in the past week that Saratoga Springs had unveiled a rather colorful crosswalk to mark the month 
And this crosswalk is right across from the entrance to Congress Park as you go in across Spring Street. Had all the rainbow colors and all that and everybody was all excited and it was quite a sight and they had the official inauguration of the crosswalk such as it is. Come on, it's a crosswalk. Let's, let's be honest about this. They had the official inauguration, for lack of a better term, earlier this week as I record this. However, the newest addition to the thoroughfares of the Spa City has not been without controversy for more reasons than one. I shared this to one of the Saratoga Springs-related groups of Facebook to which I belong, and it initially got some dap, but then some friggin' trolls had to go in there and just ruin the whole thing. And I went on my Facebook page, why would you not, and expressed my disdain for this kind of bullying, trolling. It didn't go completely over the line, but the fact that this even happened was enough to make my blood boil. One of my friends, shout out Holly Sampson, three-time Kitty podcast, for saying that Saratoga Springs, well, may not be as special as I make it out to be in my mind, or we all do. We grew up there. And a number of my classmates still live in the area. Others are just scattered about other parts of the country and the world. And she said, Saratoga is one of those towns. It's like, well, may not be. It's definitely not Austin, Texas, or Portland, Oregon. Shout out Cynthia Jennings Maywalt. That's my third shout of this episode, by the way, in case you're keeping score. And Saratoga is one of those places where there is, mar- is narrow-minded or marrow-minded. They're probably not as open as you'd make it out to be. So there you have it right there. And also, New York State had to jump in. Now, lest you think that the New York State Department of Transportation is a bunch of homophobic cockknuckles, they say, well, this does not meet our regulations. So now I got anti-LGBT sentiments here. Now you got to throw goddamn bureaucracy into the mix. And a foul, heady brew it is. And by the way, before I wrap up this commentary, I'm finding it here somewhere. This makes for great podcasting. I should be willing to bet here. And Holly said... I'll leave it in the comments. This is, I should have had this out. It says, Holly Sam said, Sorry to tell you, Saratoga is nearly as progressive as people would like to think. It's still a small town in upstate New York. How can you be a small town? Like 30,000 people live here year round, double that with a track. It's small, but a lot of people having those types of comments about anyone who's not white, straight, cis. That's cisgender for short. And I responded, Sad but true. Still, I felt a need to call these people out. Do I agree with them? Hell no. What was this person's was what this person said reprehensible? Talk much. Was what this person said reprehensible? No question about it. And that was the mic drop on the whole deal. So there you have it right there. Kind of ruined the image of Saratoga Springs that I built in my mind. And again, this ties back to the main part of this episode: management of expectations, especially when you're an older person. Well, hopefully this episode met your expectations. I apologize if it didn't. Don't have a meltdown. Don't bomb my social media. Don't storm the house. There's still a pandemic on. But I thank you as ever for listening to episode 125 of the Keep It To Yourself podcast. I never take the audience for granted. Never have, never will. Your host is a proud ally of the LGBT community and New York State should not be getting into this business. Leave it be. I've already, I don't know if I mentioned this already, you can listen on Apple Podcasts, 
on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, your podcast of choice, and also my sister podcast, CR Crime, Tales of True Crime, as they happen in New York's capital region. That's also available for you. Got a Father's Day special coming up. It's going to be the Christopher Porco trial. So look out for that in the next week or so. But as for us right now, we're all finished. I thank you ever for listening. Stay cool out there. Stay safe. Stay healthy. And as always, and above all else, wait for it. Wait for it. Keep smiling. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Sit, boo-boo, sit. Good dog. <laughs> Got into the spirit of Pride Month, which is it. Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting.